0: Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly Odyssey into all the Oddity
1: Planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. Your one and only home for weird news and southern comedy with yeah. a slight evangelical charm twinge to the very end of it, maybe. <laughs>
0: Slightly, <laughs> yeah. how how's, How was your weekend? How was your week? It was. It was a good week. Okay. We had an employee at work celebrate her ninetieth birthday.
1: I saw that. I saw the pictures yeah. on Facebook.
0: Yep. She uh, she will work harder than just about anybody you know. Wow. Yeah, and voluntarily work. She's not working because our social security system's broken <laughs> or anything like that. She enjoys what she does, so. She comes to work and and puts in forty hours a week like everybody else. And I think it's probably like the 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 key to her longevity. Mm-hmm. She's mentally active every day. She's physically active. You know, she spends her off time doing what most old ladies do: going to church and you know planting flowers and all that. So right. I think it's good. So I've decided to never retire. I'm just going to work and live forever. <laughs> <laughs> Never, never stop. I think
1: that is a big deal because I know that, you know, guys who retire from the plant, you know, a lot of times 10 years down the road, they haven't found something else to, you know, keep their mind engaged to, if you know, if they don't have like a purpose. Yeah. They typically, people tend to go downhill pretty quick. Wow. Especially the men. Shout out to
0: my dad who recently retired. By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to find something to keep him busy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Maybe y'all, could, maybe y'all could open up a business together. No. <laughs> I would not. Uh, dad needs to – I want my dad to, like, chill out for a good five years and not have to do a whole mm-hmm. lot because he, he worked for forever, and it was long hours and hard work and all that. Yeah. He deserves a rest, so I try not to burden him with too much stuff.
1: I tell you what, if I was your dad, I would get a microphone and a laptop and I would do voice work on Fiverr because, okay. man, I tell you what. He's got the fives. I know. He could read audio books. I don't. And then you're getting to read a book. Yeah.
0: So. I don't know that their 2006 Toshiba laptop is going to be sufficient <laughs> for was this. Well, it's probably not going to cut it, but you
1: can probably buy a laptop today <laughs> you know, that for the price they paid for it back whenever they bought it. It's right. like way better. It's sure. like current, you know. Yeah.
0: No, you're right. Oh. Um, yeah, but he did. I mean, like he—he's got them on Hulu and everything. Uh, you know, he's—he's he's become very tech savvy. Nice. All yeah. right. So we anyways. need to
1: introduce him to Pfeiffer.
0: Okay, you do, you'll have to walk him through <laughs> and then all he'll that. they will be
1: like, "Man, I should have charged y'all. Should have charged all y'all those $10. Christmas
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, well, and us too, and us too, yeah. yeah. Well, he had to do that because I'm a son, mm-hmm. which you know, I'm I haven't always been the best son. You know, I'll admit, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, and I feel guilty about that because like my dad's a good dude, and yeah. I think a lot of my dad, and so. uh he has been watching Thomas's concert, like Thomas had a band concert, mm. back for Christmas, you know? And according to my mom, they watch it almost every day because it's on YouTube. But he's <laughs> like, it's the greatest thing ever because uh, he's so proud of his grandson mm-hmm. and everything, and, and it, it melts my heart. I got a good dad. Some A lot of people don't have a good dad. Mm-hmm. I had a good dad. And I still gave him a hard time as a teenager unnecessarily. So I feel guilty about that.
1: I think some of that is just being a teenager, though.
0: I'm getting it from Hudson, man. Hudson is just like me—overly like dramatic and <laughs> thinking, overthinking situations and everything else. And and man, it's it, it's been a tough week with him. It's really put me in a bad mood. I was in a bad mood really for the past few weeks because of oh, how man. Hudson's acting. Okay, yeah, so. I need everybody. To, I need my family to straighten up <laughs> and not be like me. I yeah. need them to all be like my wife. Prayers for John. Yeah, it's I'm tough. not going to pray.
1: You know, <laughs> no, we need y'all to pray for John. Right. Yes, yeah,
0: it's, <laughs> it's tough. Uh, he's like up there in his room all the time. He doesn't talk to anybody. When he does talk to somebody, he's extremely pissed off or trying to like end the conversation as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And I know he's just a teenager and it's hormones and. Trying to figure out who he is and all that. He'll come back. I wanted to fight him at one point. I was like, come on, let's get out here. We got to do this now if I can win. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Let's wrestle. I don't don't like your attitude and all that. So, yeah, (laughs) meanwhile, meanwhile, I can't, uh, I don't know. Thomas wasn't like this. So, uh, this is my first run with a kid who's just. Being a butthole for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a bad dude. I know how my dad felt. That's what it that all yes, comes back to. Yes, Yeah, I know how my dad felt. Well, what do you got in the way of odd news? Oh, I got a, I got a story about a, uh influencer. Well she, well, she was on 90 Day Fiance, which okay. is a show. Uh, <laughs> got another story about a guy who was barbecuing. Mm-hmm. And I have a story about the do nothing rent a man. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I have a story about a Texas mom who's been charged. I have a story about the exorcist. And I wanted to start with this one, John. With first of all, let me just say, and you may not hear a lot of Southern evangelical men say this, but yeah. can we just have a round of applause for science?
0: Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> For
1: scientists everywhere. You're
0: talking about Ken Ham <laughs> and Dr. Kent Hovind, right? Yes, real, real scientists. Real scientists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, they've they've figured out cell phones, they've figured out the internet. Yeah. They have figured out vaccines, some of which are very good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't. I mean, no, most I of
1: which are, are good. Sure, yeah. I
0: think I think. <laughs> If we're judging vaccines as a group, they, yeah. yeah, they they're scored in the ninetieth percentile. I would there think.
1: is a clear line of demarcation on like human long whatever yeah, longevity when they figured out vaccines. Sure, yeah, clearly
0: <laughs> it has been beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Science has uh, they developed penicillin. Yes, you know who did? I'm that? I'm allergic,
1: but yeah. props for
0: y'all. Who was that? Jonas Salt? Who did that? Penicillin? I don't know. I, don't I can't know. remember. Um and other beneficial stuff for yes. us. You know what science figured out? With that. Uh, the internal combustion engine. That's right. Right. And now scientists are figuring out better ways to provide energy Cur- so that we don't kill the planet. Right, because oil is a finite resource. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay.
1: And now scientists, science just going, just I mean, above and beyond the right. call of duty. They have now figured out how to build little cars so that goldfish can drive on the land.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) So, this is just a uh, fishbowl flipped upside down with wheels on it? Yes. Okay.
1: But I'm a a scientist. (laughs) Let's let's read the article here. A quote often misattributed to Albert Einstein states, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, then it will live its whole life you will live your whole life believing that it's stupid. By that logic, how smart is a fish that can learn to drive? In a new study, a new study John researchers has have designed a souped up aquarium on wheels to see if a goldfish can learn to navigate on dry land and it worked john okay the experiment is meant to determine whether a fish's navigation skills are universal regardless of the environment the study will be published in a february 2022 issue of behavioral brain research i, I know you have a
0: you I have a subscription one of my, one of my favorite reads page turner really
1: <laughs> For survival, animals need navigation skills to find food, seek mates, migrate, and more. However, researchers do not fully understand whether these navigation skills are specific to the environment an animal evolved to survive in. The ability to use navigation skills in unfamiliar settings is known as domain transfer methodology, reports Jonathan M. Gitlin for Ars Technica. To determine whether a fish can navigate on dry land, the scientists use a fish-operated vehicle, or FOV, with special software and motion-sensing cameras that can monitor where the fish is swimming in its aquarium. So when the fish bumps into a tank's walls or swims forward, for example, a camera above the tank tracks the movement. Based on the camera's signaling, an algorithm moves the tank, allowing the fish to essentially drive the car. The algorithm is powered by a small programming computer uh, called a Raspberry Pi. Uh, Those are actually pretty cool. I've got one. You have one, though. I do have one. You can do all kinds of cool things with those. Anyway, before the experimental test could begin, the goldfish needed to learn how to drive the FOV. Six adventurous goldfish were enrolled in driving school to learn how to move the FOV before the team collected the data. In 30-minute sessions conducted every two days, the fish were rewarded if they successfully directed the car to a pink-colored target in in an enclosed space. I wonder what their reward was.
0: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) What would you give a fish? (laughs) Like a... I, I don't. I mean, you have to give them food or worm? they die. Right? Yeah, right. Like a, a piece of food, that would seem the <laughs> logical thing. Yeah,
1: but I mean, you gotta you gotta feed your fish anyway. What if they just complimented them?
0: Like, good job. <laughs> maybe, you know?
1: or maybe if they didn't get to that pink zone, then they starved to death. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. That would be a pretty good, yeah, pretty like, good carrot. And now we're now we're breeding fish that know how to drive, <laughs> yeah. you know. And hopefully,
1: in one day in the future, they're actually going to be driving the tanks, <laughs> so we don't have to send our America's <laughs> men and women into war, <laughs> send bloodthirsty that's the, goldfish. That's the ultimate goal. <laughs> uh, anyway, this goes on and on, but I just uh, this article made me think. What was it last week when we were talking about? Drunk hamster research, right. like, what are we going to get from that? Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. Of all the beneficial things for humanity that scientists need to be working on, like, you know, cures for cancer and other yeah. well, things. Well, Joe
0: Biden's curing cancer. He said <laughs> before he got elected that he was going to cure cancer. So uh, we don't even have to worry about well, that. Well, he's yet. got, but what, scientists two Scientists, <laughs> quit worrying about it, you know? Yeah, get
1: back to work on the fish-driving aquariums yeah, thing. Right,
0: let's see what important stuff. <laughs> Which animals get drunk faster, because then we will eventually have the best drunk-driving animal, you know? <laughs>
1: That's what all this is, That's gonna, what it's all this is going it's to crescendo. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a there's a point where drunkest animal and best driving animal intersect on those graphs, <laughs> right. and that is the best drunk driving animal uh, with the least accidents and everything else. So we can grant them a license. <laughs> yeah, maybe humans really. When you get down to maybe. it, maybe I don't know.
1: Although they said that humster, hamsters are really really hard to get drunk. Yeah, I, uh, who's well? Okay, that. A whole new other question. Who is doing like the drunk goldfish research?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And that's uh just like drop them in a in a bottle of vodka.
1: I feel like in order to to do that research, first we have to figure out how you get a fish drunk. Right. Yeah. Maybe you soak their little uh flakes in in alcohol.
0: Sure. Maybe so. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. That's good. This is why we need scientists. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> pour one out for the scientists. <laughs> well, you know, fish. I love to eat fish. I, I hate fish, by the way. I, I have I have a rivalry with fish for a long time, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, I love to grill fish. Grill mm-hmm. fish is great. You know, well, I love to gut and clean fish. Sure, yeah, well, that's what you have a wife for,
1: Donny. <laughs> Yeah, you don't like to look into their eyes as the light <laughs> flickers out. I,
0: I catch the fish, Deidre cleans the fish. Okay. That's the arrangement, right? Gotcha. I'm the hunter, or she's the gatherer. Okay. Okay. It's the natural order of things. <laughs> um, well, I was going to make a grill-in segue there, but I blew it out of the way by, with misogyny. Uh, but Texas law enforcement officials arrest DWI suspect driving with a lit barbecue pit in his truck bed.
1: That's against the law. <laughs> well, I guess so. But I love. he's got an all-time luxury. I mean, that's a great— I would buy $750 barbecue sandwiches sure. for him out of the parking lot of like, uh, Publix you, all day long.
0: I mean, uh, Harris County constables arrested a man who they say drove while intoxicated with a lit barbecue pit in the bed of his truck that sparked a large fire. (laughs) Jay Rojas was taken into custody on January 5th uh, in the 21st hundred block of Adeline Westfield Road. Deputy Constable Mark Herman's office said, uh, standardized field sobriety test proved Rojas was intoxicated. He is also in possession of alleged cocaine, police oh, said. Oh, man,
1: that'll do it.
0: I mean, he had some carne asada going back. <laughs> in the grill, like, though.
1: I feel like if they found that, then like the lit barbecue is really just something to pile on <laughs> right. at the end. You That's know? the
0: headline grabber. You <laughs> yes. know, sheriff's departments want and police departments want shares on social media like every other organization. Mm-hmm. So you got to have. You got to have something to bring the eyes to the story, right? Um, Jay Rojas was arrested and booked in the Harris County Jail, charged with driving while intoxicated and possession of of a controlled substance. Pardon me. His bond and court information have not been set at this time. So that's all this article is. Hmm. But I mean, you got to think he's driving down the road. And you're like. Man, somebody's grilling. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I smell it. It smells good. Tara, roll down the window. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Nothing better than like walking out. This is one thing I like about living in houses so close that we can hear each other pass gas uh, is walking outside and smelling somebody else grilling. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, well, I need to go fire up a grill now. You know, I like, guess the greatest thing ever. But I wonder what kind of grill he had. Like, if you just had a little Weber Dome. That's what I use. That's a great grill. I mean, by the l- way. I mean, looking at his picture, I thought,
1: for some reason, this conjured in my mind him pulling up into the parking lot of a grocery store and, like, having this big barbecue oh, set up yeah. no. where he's, like, selling
0: barbecue. No, this is a dude, I think he was like, <laughs> all right, guys, we've been having fun here at the party. I got to go home. I'm not leaving my big green egg behind. <laughs> Help me get it up in the back of the truck. You yeah, know? Yeah. That, to me, seems like as okay, what the scenario okay. is. That's how I read it. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a business. <laughs> he doesn't appear. His mugshot, you can't judge a book by a cover, <laughs> but sometimes you can. Let's be honest. His mugshot, he does not appear to be a businessman, but he looks like he knows how to cook.
1: That's, you what, know? That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Like this dude... You know, Well, like I said, I would buy barbecue from him sure. out of the parking lot yeah. all day long. Yeah,
0: I mean, I have a feeling he's cooking fajitas more than <laughs> yeah. than anything else. But, yeah, I would too. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you're a police officer
1: and you don't find the drugs, yeah, you're like, hey, man, uh, I, I might can cut your deal if you give me some of them to- <laughs> whatever <laughs> give me some of that chicken
0: oh, my mom's and dad's new neighbors are were the neighbors of the house they just moved into uh are latin american mm-hmm. and i'm not sure from where they're from super nice people i've spoken to them but like christmas even evening when we we're leaving they were out in the garage you know grilling and all this stuff and you know had to had the circus music playing and all that stuff, you know?
1: <laughs> the circus music. And I was
0: like, their Christmas looks 10 times more fun than ours does. But they invited my parents over for, like, tamales and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've and they've done that several times. I've missed out every time. Oh, so, man. Yeah. One day I'll get over you there. Just, you just need to make sure you're over there come Cinco de Mayo.
1: Oh, yeah. You better <laughs> believe it.
0: <laughs> my parents live behind Jalapenos, mm-hmm. very good Mexican restaurant in town. Uh, and then their neighbors are Latin American too, and so I was like, "Well, you you guys are cultured now, yeah, you know, yeah. come from little bitty Fed, Alabama, <laughs> and now y'all are living in a in a multicultural crossroads, the melting pot, the melting north Alabama, <laughs> yes, of whatever their neighborhood's called." We well, have a Taco Bell. I just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. That's right. We didn't talk we this
1: isn't a story for the show, but did you see that they're offering a,
0: a, subscri- a subscription yeah, now? I did see that.
1: Very disappointed.
0: Oh, yeah. In I, their didn't subscription. Look <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I have it I mean I haven't tried it, but here's the deal. For $10 a month, you can get 30 tacos, but it's one taco a day. Oh, okay. Now, I don't want to go to Taco Bell every day right. just to get one taco. That's just going to wet my appetite, John. Right. That's just going to make me want three more tacos.
0: I mean, we all have – we don't openly discuss that Taco Bell's taco meat has shrunken, you know, like yes. horse meat, whatever they're putting in there. You right. Know? Uh, there, there was a lot more in it when we were younger, mm-hmm. right? They've yes. dialed that down. It's all lettuce and a little bit of cheese. It's and not just them, though. I meat. mean, you go get a Big Mac, it don't have the beef it used to. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean... I guess. I don't get Big Macs, though. I've mm-hmm. only had a couple of Big Macs ever in my life. For a McDonald's fan, that's wild to say. That is but wild to say. I'm a two cheeseburgers kind of guy. That's <laughs> uh, just where I've been. It had not treated me bad yet. Well, you're going to have to up it to three
1: cheeseburgers, John. I'm getting fat, for sure. <laughs> anyway, our next story here is kind of scary, so just going to okay. give you a heads up. This comes from realestate.com. Young couple shocked to discover the bargain home they bought was inspired by The Exorcist. Okay. Have you ever seen The Exorcist, John? Uh,
0: It's been a very long time. Okay. I know you're not
1: like a big movie guy.
0: No, but but I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. it's. Would you say it's scary? When I watched it, it was scary. I I was probably like 13, you know?
1: The Exorcist is a very divisive film. There are people who want to hate on it and say that it's dumb. Uh, but then, in my opinion, most reasonable people admit that it may be the scariest movie that's ever been shot on film, <laughs> period. All right. Hands down. But anyway, a couple who thought they bagged their dream home for a bargain later discovered that it was the scene of a real-life demonic possession that inspired The Exorcist. Do- Let me ask you this. Were you aware that William Peter Blatty, the guy who wrote The Exorcist, mm-hmm. that he he based his, his uh, story on... On research he did on a supposed real demonic yeah. possession? No, I did not know that. Okay, well, he did. Okay. And apparently this is the house where it happened <laughs> Okay, that these people bought. Uh, ben Rocky Harris and Danielle Witt were delighted when they found the Maryland three-bedroom house for $69,000 less than the typical price in the area. The couple closed on the house located in Cottage City in the U.S., After months of searching for affordable houses, but it was only after they bought it that they learned that the home's haunted history after a deep dive online. Literally that evening, when our realtor called us and told us we got it, I Googled it, which you probably want to Google a house before
0: you close on it. I did Google the address of the house we bought. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just wonder if the cops ever been out here or something. Yeah, yeah. It was somebody shot in the front yard. (laughs) That's just what you do. Yeah, right. That's just what you do. Yeah. So anyway, she says, I think
1: I screamed, Witt told NPR. In 1949, a 14-year-old boy who, said, who was said to be possessed by a demon in the Maryland home, the Washington Post reported, a Catholic priest is said to have performed a rare exorcism on the boy to drive out the evil spirits. Priest who visited the home claimed to have seen furniture mysteriously flip over as the teen screamed Latin phrases, which mm. is a language that he reportedly never studied. Also super annoying. You know, when your teenager is just shouting in Latin, like,
0: I guess you know demons probably use Latin. I guess you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I'm gonna. I want to do something to make you have to not. You have to edit this part, but there's like a Catholic joke here. You know <laughs> <laughs> about demons and Latin. I don't know. You know. <laughs>
1: anyway. Years later, a Georgetown University student heard about the event and wrote a cult classic novel based on the events. It was later released in 1971, and two years later, it was turned into a film which became the smash hit, The Exorcist. Upon learning of the house's history, Witt said, honestly, the first thing I thought was, Oh no, this is going to tank our resale value, which I would actually think the opposite. You <laughs> know?
0: <laughs> yeah, like well, this is an amazing business opportunity.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That would be my thought. You know, hey, I just bought the Exorcist house. I'm fixing to yeah. call up History Channel. Everybody. I'm going to get Ghostbusters coming in. Yeah, here, absolutely. <laughs> do like their little thing.
0: That's right. Get
1: the glow in the, the night film, the <laughs> night cameras, you know, walk around. Anyway. And then my next thought was, maybe I better re-watch that and start learning about what it is that we just bought. And I also had no idea that the movie was based on a real story. However, the couple said that they are not afraid of the home's past and they will embrace it come Halloween. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm thinking I'm going to get a Catholic priest Halloween costume this year and get an amplified speaker and have the Exorcist soundtrack just playing on a loop. On our front porch for trick-or-treaters, Rocky Harris said. Hmm. Although the couple are not without their reservations, when a friend asked if Wit when a friend asked Wit if they should bring a Ouija board to recreate some of the scenes of the film, she said no. The last time someone did that, they made a movie about my house. She joked. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> Well, they're taking it in strides. Yeah. But i my advice would be you better be prayed up, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know like i would I would invite the Sunday school class over, yeah, you know, we all gonna pray, you know that's that's what I would do i mean i if i if we found out that we bought a
1: house that was the former exorcist house, yeah, I don't think I would immediately be scared or freaked out about it, but uh, kinda like you said, I mean I've won. <laughs> One time, the first time a, a chair turns over and yeah. nobody was
0: over there, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, let's put a for sale sign out here. We're out, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come in and like nail all your crosses up on the wall and everything. So you can
1: watch them spin around upside sure. down.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I, think I would be asking like, hey, did they clean the carpets in here? You know, because <laughs> I've seen the vomit thing. and I all. hate pea soup. Yeah, right. That's. Well, there was a lot of weird stuff that happened around the Exorcist movie, right? I okay, I don't
1: know. I think a lot of that was kind of marketing, okay, viral marketing in the seventies. Okay, all right. Like I know Linda Blair. People said for years that she had some kind of demonic problems, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, she's been she hadn't been in a lot of stuff, but she has been in other stuff. Okay,
0: still alive. Didn't know. I thought she died somewhere along the way. Well, you know what? Let's Google. I thought a demon got her.
1: You know. Linda Blair. Let's see here. I just clicked on her IMDB. Yep. She's still alive. Okay. She was born in 1959. So how old does that make her?
0: Oh, old, older than me.
1: (laughs) Yep. She's still around. And the last thing she acted in was she was in a documentary, the green fairy in 2016. And she also did a bit part in J.J. Village Fairy Tales. It's a TV series in okay. 2020. She was the voice of Grandma in Little Red Riding Hood. And she was the voice of Mama Bear and Goldilocks's mom
0: in the Goldilocks Massacre. Okay. So. <laughs> well, there we go. Still around. Well, at least she's working. Yeah. You know, getting a paycheck. And there's another guy here who has figured out one of the greatest ways I've ever seen to get a paycheck. Throughout his 38 years, Shoji Morimoto has become accustomed to being told by family, classmates, and coworkers that he was a do-nothing. Okay. Which is a good saying, do-nothing. I, I, I thought that just like was a Southern thing. Mm-hmm. You know, He's a do-nothing. Right. Um, he said, the kind of guy who stood back and let others take the initiative. So after college and list, listlessly – Shuttling through one dispiriting job after another, he finally decided that if the shoe fit, why not wear it? And so in 2018, he was unemployed on a whim. Um, the self described slacker opened a Twitter account under the moniker Do Nothing Rent a Man and began offering his diffident companionship. But not a drop of sweat equity to the world.
1: That's different than mine. I, I market myself as a do everything man.
0: Okay, <laughs> he says I lend myself out to do nothing, which means I don't make any special effort. Uh, he said he told CBS News he's scheduled uh, up to three appointments almost every day.
1: Are you serious? Yeah,
0: I <laughs> I don't initiate conversation. I reply to chit chat, but that's it.
1: God, I gotta move to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Turn down requests to help clean houses, be a friend, do laundry, make scintillating banner, visit a haunted house, and pose nude. He's like, did you not read the the fine the, print? <laughs> did you not read the
1: ad? Right. I do nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he said, but he has stood in the freezing cold to be an audience for a struggling street musician accompanied the painfully self-conscious on outings to shops and restaurants, and even shared cake with a lonely soul on a birthday. People use me in different ways, he said. Some people are lonesome. Some feel it's a shame to go somewhere alone. Uh, They want someone to share their impressions with. What's amazing is the huge variety of personality, circumstances, and situations, he noted, um, on a recent weekday, he met a woman in her 30s, one of his regulars. <laughs> and after perfunctory greetings, they sat down to sip coffee in silence. The woman who requested anonymity said Mr. Rental offered a safe space with no judgment, no strings, and no talking. Japanese women tend to worry about what others think and about not burdening others, she said. It's exhausting, so being freed of this uh, obsessing is valuable. So he, uh, he's he got, it says, thousands of people have started emulating this business. Of course. You know? I imagine sure. something like this. No, I mean, you tell me there's a guy sitting around going, some dude's getting paid to do nothing. I can do nothing. Yeah, I can do it better than him. <laughs> <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> I can do it better and cheaper than him. Uh, he said, while his clientele skews overwhelmingly female, some of the most often poignant stories are from men aching for even a total stranger's ear. Uh, there was this young man stuck in a soul killing office job who asked Renaman to meet him on the swings after work to briefly relive the joy of being alive. Okay. <laughs> it's tough day at the office there. <laughs> yeah. We've all had those days. Yeah. So he had another client, a young man, who asked him to share a home-cooked meal and an unbearable secret. His mother has raised him to a life of crime, and he had been sent to reformatory for his role in a robbery that left a woman dead. And yet the man told Mr. Rental he still pined for the mother who had ruined his life. Hmm. That's pretty heavy. That is. I don't know what I'm I'm I'd be like, hmm. You know, that's, that's tough. Yes. That's tough. <laughs> I fast salt, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is—I think this is really pretty genius, and I yeah. could make this work. You know, what
1: if we had a business where you could confess to us, like you don't want to go to church, right? But you can confess your sins Just to us, unburden
0: yourself. Yes, and yeah. then.
1: We'll take your secrets to the grave. Yeah. And to the Patreon extension at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, no, that would be that's actually not a bad idea. That's a great you idea. Know? Yeah. Number
0: one, we could get material. But also, <laughs> I'm carrying around people's secrets that have been told to me that I will never tell because uh-huh. I was like, I will never tell. You know, not even my wife, nobody. Yeah. You know? And they're just in sometimes somebody's got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right. I'll I'll never tell a soul about this. All right. You know. That's that's part of being a good friend. Yeah, I've had people ask me before and I'm like, Well
1: now, so long as you didn't kill somebody.
0: Yeah. No, I'm like well, <laughs> then I'm not gonna I tell. I don't care if you killed anybody, you know? <laughs> as, as long, long as nobody mine. nobody I don't love or any, you know. <laughs> I mean, you just killed some random person, yeah. you know, on vacation in Florida or uh-huh. something. Like had one too many drinks, and I've said too much. Okay. <laughs> I've said too much.
1: Well, speaking of mothers who have potentially ruined their sons' lives, <laughs> this next story comes from The Insider. A mom in Texas was charged after her 13 year old son was found in her trunk at a COVID 19 testing site. Okay. Now, but she's like social distance, buddy. You're gonna love. <laughs> you're gonna love her reasoning, John. A teacher in Houston, Texas. She was a teacher, <laughs> meaning this lady is around kids all the time.
0: <laughs> well, Which, we got great teachers in the world, <laughs> but I've often said the bar <laughs> is too low to be able to teach. I said yeah. this since I was in school. It's <laughs> yeah. nothing new. The bar's too low. Sometimes also, teachers
1: really love being. Talked about
0: how they're so wonderful.
1: (laughs) They really like pats on the back. No offense to teachers. Don't get me started, (laughs) Tiny.
0: (laughs) I get it. uh, A good teacher is is invaluable. Yes. Right. Uh And they're the ones that are out there educating our children. Some of them. And just a regular teacher is probably the one trying to teach your kid Common Core math right now. Right. <laughs> Not all teachers, you know, it's like police officers. Not yeah, all yeah. of them.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, she was charged with a felony after her 13 year old son was discovered in the trunk of her car at a drive through COVID nineteen testing site on January third, according to prosecutors. Which that seems to be a felony. I didn't know drive through COVID nineteen testing locations was still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I saw one this week. Okay, Well, I was about to say, it. I thought if you wanted to get tested now, you had to go to like a little dock-in-the-box
0: place. Yes, it was at a dock-in-the-box. Okay, but, yeah. but you can still drive, drive through and yeah. get one? Okay, just pull right on up, just jab it up your
1: nose. Because my brother right now, he thinks, well, let me back up. My mom says that my brother has COVID, and maybe okay. he does, but he hasn't gotten tested I just feel like if you're going to tell every person you know that so and so has COVID, you should probably get a test. Yeah, you want
0: to confirm that. Yeah, you yeah. want to confirm you're going to make that. make a lot of
1: people freak out. Okay. Anyway, uh, Harris County court records showed Sarah Beam, 41, was charged on Wednesday with endangering a child. Police were called to the testing site for the Cypress Fairbanks Independent School District after Bevan Gordon, director of health services for the district, discovered the child was in the trunk, according to the criminal complaint. According to Gordon, Beam told her that she put the boy in the trunk because she had tested positive for COVID-19 previously, and she wanted to isolate from him on the way to the testing site where she planned to have him tested again.
0: Okay, so (laughs) So she she was trying to
1: protect him.
0: No, I I understood that as she was gonna like pop the trunk and be like, y'all test him back there. <laughs> well, she was right,
1: but she had it right, and she's like, how can I protect my son? Okay, from getting the omicron variant. <laughs> sure, I'll forego the- seatbelts, yeah. and lock him in the trunk of the car. No, <laughs> that's what I'll do.
0: That's a felony. She's charged with <laughs> yes. a
1: felony. Yeah, That's steep for trying to protect her son, John. No, so
0: we used to do this when we were teenagers. Did y'all? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, we would like put get in the trunk, put a person in the trunk, and then would drive then go around. to in <laughs> No, we would we would drive around, and you had to figure out where you were. Oh, okay. You know, like you had to guess where you were.
1: Huh. Well, anyway, uh, Gordon told police that when she requested to see the child, Beam unlatched the trunk, and the boy was just lying in the back, <laughs> just chilling out. So she told him, "She's like, wait, your son's here? Where is he? Oh, I put him in the trunk. It's In the trunk, where if I get <laughs> rear-ended, he will die." <laughs> and that lady's like, "Well, can I see him?" She's like, "Oh, yeah, sure." <laughs> pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon then told Beam that she would not administer COVID-19 testing until the boy was moved to the back seat of the car, and then she called the police. Oh, nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nerd. <laughs> Court records did not list an attorney for Beam. Cypress Fairbanks Independent School District confirmed to KTRK that Beam has worked for the district since 2011 and has now been placed on administrative leave.
0: Sure. You know, that's the person that's teaching your children.
1: So- well, if y'all can excuse my terrible Heath Ledger yeah. Joker impersonation, this is how crazy it's made everybody.
0: <laughs> um, well, you know, those two stories about bad moms or had parts in them about bad moms. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have one that's really the result of probably a bad far- father. Okay. Um, 90 Day Fiance star retires from selling her farts after <laughs> heart attack scare. Okay. A reality TV star who launched a gassy venture peddling her fancy flatulence to strangers, Stephanie Motto, who is 31, by the way, blew away people on social media when she recently announced that she makes more than $50,000 a week selling her farts. I like that they said
1: blew away. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, that first <laughs> paragraph was amazing.
0: That's the type of journalism you get from the New York Post. Yeah. You yeah. know? The Connecticut resident had gained international recognition after. A, hold on, I think we're glossing over the fact that she said she makes fifty thousand dollars a week selling parts. That's a lot. Yeah, and I realize she could say whatever she she may make five hundred dollars a week, and she just says fifty thousand. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like to see a W two or something or whatever ten ninety nine you're going to get for this work. <laughs> Uh, the Connecticut resident had gained uh international recognition after appearing on the reality show 90 Day Fiancé. Do you are you familiar with 90 Day Fiancé? I know
1: what it is. I have never watched it.
0: Same for me. Okay. Yeah. Um it
1: is basically mail order brides. Yeah, brought basically. over here to America.
0: Yeah, to try to Yeah. try to see I guess they see if it works out for 90 days and then they'll get married. You got like a 3 month trial run. I mean, I guess so, but if it don't work out, do they have to go back to Russia? (laughs) Well, Trump's not president anymore, (laughs) so they probably stay. Okay. Uh, So she later started her own YouTube channel. She's written books and founded an X-rated subscription site called Unfiltered. Okay. Huh. She then really made waves with her olfactory business by capturing her emissions in jars and <laughs> selling them because she thought it'd be hilarious, a hilarious publicity move, she said. Um, she said, but after making 200,000 in sales, the influencer had an, has announced her retirement when she passed one too many and got the wind knocked out of her. <laughs> she was rushed to the hospital with chest pains. Uh, she feared were symptoms of a heart attack, according to the outlet. Which I mean, if you strictly eat beans, then you're gonna have a heart attack right. eventually. Kind of like if you, or at least you're gonna,
1: you're gonna have like indigestional pains yeah, right. that's gonna make you think it's a heart it's a attack. Heartburn.
0: <laughs> which, I mean, I think if you eat pimento cheese every day, you'll probably have a heart attack, too. Yeah. Um, after ungo- undergoing a battery of tests, including blood work and an EKG, she was told that the pain was the result of her steady diet of gas-inducing beans and eggs. I called it. I'm a scientist. <laughs> we established that at the beginning yeah. of the show. It's proven true.
1: The good news, bad news here. Yeah. Good news, it wasn't a heart attack. It was a fart attack. It's a fart attack. That's right. <laughs> the bad news is, uh, you have no business anymore because yeah. you just can't do this.
0: Tearing up beans and eggs. Wow. <laughs> uh, I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments. She said,
1: <laughs> "Imagine having gas so bad
0: that you think this is your final moments on planet Earth." The self-proclaimed fart panure. <laughs> <laughs> had squeezed out up to 50 jars worth of farts a week to keep up with demand. Golly. Those are rookie numbers really. <laughs> you know? Those are those are rookie. I'm I'm hitting that by lunch on Tuesday. <laughs> you know? Uh and even added protein shakes to her diet to make them more pungent. Oh golly. I remember within one day I had about three protein shakes and a huge bowl of black bean soup, she said. I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was lying in bed, and I could feel a pressure in my stomach moving upwards.
1: Oh, I could tell something was wrong long before that.
0: Look, worst job in the world, this lady's plumber.
1: You know, I mean,
0: it's like... Oh, you stopped it up again? Okay, I'll be over. <laughs> <You know>? uh, <laughs> she's like, so that, of course, made her anxiety escalate, and I actually called my friend and asked if they could come over to drive me to the hospital because I thought I was experiencing a heart attack. <laughs> um, several pictures of her, of her throughout the article.
1: Yeah, I mean, knowing <laughs> what I know,
0: yeah, it it taints the whole Thing. So she was advised to change her diet and to take a gas suppressant medication. She's on that Beano.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah. we've all been
0: there. You got like a board of before, quiet after. Sure. Right. Uh, and so she's out of the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost one. Well,
1: I for one think that's great because now that makes my collection worth three times as much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if she was. F- Filling up 50 jars of farts a week, uh-huh. you know, and she was making fifty thousand dollars a week, then that's a thousand dollars per fart. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. Seems steep, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems real steep.
1: I mean, I think she'll bounce back. Something she'll figure something else yeah. out.
0: <laughs> it sounds like she's she's a driven young lady. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. I, I just uh, who's paying a thousand dollars per fart? That's outrageous. Yeah. I don't know. Outrageous. This is a great way to segue (laughs) into talking about Cajun Curl. Bayou Blended Spice, never giving me gas. (laughs) Had it on grits today, by the way. And we want to thank Cajun Curl world famous Bayou Blended Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, beans, protein shakes, (laughs) and anything else you can think of putting it on. For real, though, Cajun Curl, once you use it, It'll change your life. You'll never look at the world the same again. It's like the LSD of cooking spices. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blinda Spice. You'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry a world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blender Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard. South's Finest Meats, Marks Martin downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by You Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at cajuncurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount.
1: Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. We don't have any voicemails this week. Okay. But we do have a letter. We have an email. Okay. We don't get a ton of emails on this show, and honestly, everyone we get is...
0: Precious. Well, you know, uh, I don't know if we discussed this. Hippie Monica, I think, messaged on our Facebook page mm-hmm. a long time ago. Oh, And really? I just saw it like a week or two ago. Okay. And she, it was basically like, hey, what's up from Owen Sound or whatever? Mm-hmm. Don't message me back. This isn't my account.
1: Right. And, okay.
0: And that was it. So shout out to Hippie Monica, our most famous emailer. All right. Yeah. Well, today's email comes from Rob. Okay. And he says, hey,
1: guys. Found the show about a year ago and have been hooked ever since. My family and I have always lived in Buffalo, New York area, but are considering moving south and might decide on Tennessee. I figure we should change our car's license plates ASAP, but is there any advice you can give some Yankees so that we can better transition and fit in? Also, my kids love the question segment, so if you could give Carly and Robbie a shout-out, it would make our day. Thanks, Rob. Shout out to Carly and Robbie. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I I hope you're teenagers. (laughs) Uh, Props for having super cool parents. Yeah, I agree. That were like my mom and let me watch R-rated movies and (laughs) anything else I wanted to watch when I was a kid.
0: (laughs) Um, I'll say I don't. I've I've been to Buffalo a couple of times, Mm -hmm. but much it's been years. I was younger. Uh, but from what I've seen, basically my entire knowledge of Buffalo is surrounded with the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. and their fans seem like normal people. So I don't think these people will have trouble fitting in so much. Well, maybe fitting in is not the right word. They'll, they'll be welcomed in because they're probably normal people. It's not like you're moving in from San Francisco <laughs> and you're worried about, you know, vegan tofu, whatever, pork chops or yeah, anything yeah. like that. So I think that part will go pretty easy. But, like, culturally, you're probably going to want to tie your hopes and dreams to the University of Tennessee. <laughs> <football team. laughs> and that's going to be the best way to fit in the quickest, you know. Uh-huh. Or you can go all in. Well, I'm, I imagine for Buffalo, you're probably B- Bill's fans. So you could go all in on the Titans because everybody's big on Titans. Yeah, yeah. You'll need to get used to eating at Waffle House. <laughs> And, uh, you ran, which is not a bad thing. No. Yeah Waffle, house <laughs> is great. Love it. yeah. Waffle house is amazing, which I will say, I'm sure they're moving to Tennessee. It may be a work thing, but also they don't have a state income tax. Yeah. So as does Florida, Florida doesn't either, mm-hmm. which to me, I'm kind of happy we do. Cause I think it's limiting people moving to Alabama. <laughs> right. <you know>? Yeah. This <laughs> for a little while. What's some other country stuff gallenberg you gotta go to Gallenberg you know <laughs> yeah I can't tell from the email if you are white or black but if you're white you will definitely enjoy it because <laughs> <laughs> it is like white people's paradise for the <laughs> southeast you know like you rarely see an african-american couple or family in Gatlinburg. Uh-huh. I'm sure they're welcome to win they call. Yes. It's not like a Klan rally or anything. You'll see a few rebel flags, <laughs> you know? But it's not the like... some a- painted on rabbit's foots in the gift shop. Right. I imagine our African American brothers and sisters don't get real fired up over watching saltwater taffy get made, yes.
1: you know, and uh, and you know, or the Civil War reenacted in yeah. a rodeo, or, or at the <laughs> Dixie Stampede,
0: or getting a family sign, you know, on wood with your name burned into it, and mm-hmm. all that, a cartoon caricature of yourself drawn by some dude, or Dollywood, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying. So, you'll probably love Gatlinburg. <laughs> I think we've discussed Gatlinburg on the show we before, have. too. Gatlinburg okay. is, is amazing. It is. Mm-hmm. It really is. <laughs> like, it, it makes no sense that Gatlinburg's a thing. You know, like, well, Dolly Parton's the one that made it a thing. I, right? She had a big hand in it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, we're just she was from make Pigeon a, Forge. Right. And she
1: was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if, Uh, White people everywhere wanted to come to my little
0: hometown where nothing is. Yeah, and spend a bunch of money. (laughs) Spend a bunch of money. Turn it into a tourist trap. Yeah, yeah. That's where you can get your pic, You can get like a saloon picture made. Mm -hmm. You know, Deirdre and I went to Gallenberg on our honeymoon. Yeah, you know, because you know, spare no expense for my woman. (laughs) Now listen, there's a lot of those old
1: timey photographs places, but now the best one (laughs) is right over there behind. The uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not That's Museum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, uh, yeah,
0: I, I think Don't you'll love go to Tennessee. the one
1: across the street from the hillbilly mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
0: <laughs> I think you're gonna love Tennessee, or you could be over like on the other side of Tennessee. Tennessee's a huge state, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, and over around Memphis and all uh-huh. that, and. That's pretty cool. I mean, you got to worry about getting killed in Memphis sometimes, but (laughs) they have a pyramid that's a Bass Pro Shop. (laughs) They do. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It used to be a basketball arena. They had concerts and stuff, and now Mm -hmm. it's a Bass Pro Shop. Mm -hmm. It's the world's fifth largest pyramid. (laughs) That's no joke, by the
1: way. (laughs) Also, they have Memphis in May, which is where –
0: it's like the world
1: barbecue yeah. championships that's right. held every year.
0: Yeah. So Tennessee Great State, our neighbor to the north. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Tennessee. My best friend Paul lives in Knoxville. Uh not a Tennessee fan, by the way, Auburn graduate. My wife was from Tennessee. Oh yeah.
1: That's now she right. she was born in Ardmore, Alabama. Okay. But lived most of her at least her
0: childhood that's right. in Tennessee. So. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So anyways, you'll love Tennessee. Don't come to Alabama. <laughs> like, we got a ton of problems in Alabama, but no, we just don't need any more people. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like, let us sort out what we got going on amongst ourselves. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Well, John, speaking of questions, shout out to Carly and Robbie again. Yeah. We
0: have some questions. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Hey, by the way, before you get into them, I accidentally, I don't know how I did it, posted in the question section this week. I deleted it. Okay. Uh, I think maybe before anybody saw it. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. I normally don't look in there, so I'm answering these straight off the spine. Uh, But I did. But you did this time. I poked around in there. I didn't read. The only comment or question I read was from Jacqueline. It was right above my post. I got you. Scout's honor on all Okay. Uh, we will ask those questions to John as soon as
1: I go get my phone, which <laughs> okay. I left charging in the kitchen. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> we like to ask John Long questions on this show. If you would like to ask John Long some questions, you can head on over to our Discord channel. Link in the show notes, and you can ask John questions in the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub sub-channel. Our first question comes from Nicole. She asks, and John is the right person to ask this. Okay. I have no idea. Do strip clubs in Alabama have lunch buffets?
0: <laughs> I haven't been to one in Alabama that has one, but I've been one too. <laughs> I've been to one in Atlanta that does. Okay, yeah, but I'm not. How I'm not it? saying there's not one with one. Right? How was I? I did not eat. No, you didn't eat? Yeah, no. Not even for the nonstop desserts? No, I'm not <laughs> eating. It was daytime. Going to a strip club in the daytime is, it, it makes you feel like a dirty person. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: No, it's not like going at nighttime. Yeah, right. Or the,
0: you know, (laughs) where you can hide a little bit, you know, whatever.
1: Nobody knows.
0: Jesus don't know I'm in here. The Lord can't
1: see you sin if the sun is down. (laughs) right? Oh, mercy. Our next question comes from Stan Wright. If you could ask one question to God and get an answer from him, what would you ask? That's a good question.
0: Oh, wow. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. Like, why did we kick the field goal that led to the kick six? I mean, like, what? Like, just roll back the decision making process on that. You know? Right. And I realize I could ask Nick Saban that, but Nick Saban is God. So Oh mercy. It's blasphemy and it's a joke. Okay. It's just it's just a, a joke blasphemy. <laughs> just a joke blasphemy, yes. <laughs> Nick Saban is a football guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I would ask God, I'd be like, Lord, first of all, thank you so much for sending Jesus to yeah, the cross right. for me. <laughs> let me cover this part first. <laughs> yeah. First, let me say thank you for everything you've done and all the blessings. But specifically, me, Lord, do you, are you going to like have me uh, burn in hell for eternity? <laughs> like, am I going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would ask there you go that's, I mean, that's a solid one.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I might be like
1: look and, and, and what do I need to do Yeah, I mean I know I've read the Bible I know it says that you just gotta believe in Jesus but that's what I'm, I'm interpreting that correctly right <laughs> yeah.
0: like I'm gonna be okay right yeah, we got that all right I mean we're <laughs> we're good on that one right yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I mean that's, a, that's a, I would probably be like look Am I the most frustrating, you know, like that you've dealt with? (laughs) Yeah. I got everyone. I have to be at least in the top 25, you know?
1: All right. Uh, Stan also asked if you could send any person to an alternate universe, who would it be and why? If you could send someone to an alternate universe,
0: well, because the alternate universe, good or bad, I would need to know that to know who I would want to send. Yeah, I, I I think
1: this question may be just asking who could you like disappear? Like you're not killing them,
0: right? But you're getting rid of them. Like who could? could you get rid of them, the same as killing them,
1: right? <laughs> well, maybe you're sending them to a good alternate right. universe. That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah.
0: um, I I don't, hmm, I, I don't I don't know, hmm. hmm. I said I would have to think about that one for a while. Yeah. It would ooh. there's a lot of impl- implications in that. hmm uh, uh I don't know. Like am I what's my motivation? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Hmm. Might have been Stan may have
1: stumped us. If I could figure out the single person, individual who's responsible for constantly trying to call me and get me to. Re up on my That's car's extended warranty. Yes, it would be that sob yeah. right there, and I would send him to an alternate universe with the snap of a finger, Thanos style, in an instant.
0: They have called so many people about cars extended warranty, yeah. that it has become a universal joke yeah. shared by everyone <laughs> in every corner of the United States, yes. at least. You know, yes. like we all get that joke. Are they succeeding that much? I would like to know. I mean, well, if you ask
1: every single person in the entire world, I yeah. would imagine there's got to be, and you get like one percent of people of- who come back sure. and say yes. I would yeah.
0: love that. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I always like to tell them I, like how old my vehicle. You know, i like I drive like a 1993. <laughs> you know, a Zuzu. Chevy Malibu. Yeah, right? <laughs> It's got 400,000 miles on I hadn't changed the oil in like 15 years. (laughs) Right. Let's just see what they say. (laughs)
1: All right. Stan asked,
0: if you could compete on a reality show, which one would it be? Survivor. (laughs) Survivor. I think I would be great on Survivor. Mm -hmm. Number one, I look amazing in a bathing suit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. I feel like I have the right amount of survival skills plus social skills uh-huh. to be successful in the game. Right. You know, I think I could, I could contribute well, you know, I could start a fire, all that without mm-hmm. matches and all that, you know, Eagle Scout stuff. Not, not to brag or anything. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but then I also know how to talk and, and be friendly with people. And, um, yeah, I think I could do well on that. Hmm.
1: Uh I wish if I could send John to a reality show, it would be Wipeout. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are they still having that show? I think somebody died, didn't they? Did they? I think so. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I did know that, that it is
1: streaming
0: on HBO okay. Max right now. I mean, Wipeout is just MXC most extreme American challenge. American version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Most yeah, extreme correct. challenge, greatest TV show ever. <laughs> greatest. Love it.
1: Uh let's see. The driver asked, if you could send a note back to your
0: 12-year-old self, what would it say? Oh, I think I would say, don't lose. Like, I had a plan for my life, and then that kind of got derailed. And then I was just like, well, I guess I'm living without a plan. (laughs) (laughs) And let's just see what happens. And so if I would tell myself like, look, just because things change, you know, continue to work a plan towards your ultimate like goal you want to be as yeah, You a, need a plan B. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, that would probably be what I would say to myself. I think myself.
1: that's everybody though. I mean, I, I think there are precious few people who get out of high school and college and then do exactly what they thought they were going to do.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm I mean, not most everybody about, calls an audible, don't they? No, I'm not talking about like career wise. Okay. So, like, my plan was, like, I'm going to get out of high school, I'm joining the Marine Corps, I'm going to serve, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to write, you know? Mm -hmm. So, when I wasn't allowed to join, when I wasn't few or proud enough to join the (laughs) Marine Corps, it was kind of like, I was like, well, I still want to write, but I didn't have a plan to get to that point. So, I was like, well, I guess I'll just go to college. And then, you know, I was like... Well, do I really want to do this, or should I work? And you know, I can write, and I just was listless for several years mm-hmm. that I wasted good time, or I could have applied that and done, and not necessarily writing anything else that I could have. I, you know, I could have went and learned how to weld, or you know, picked up a trade and started my family and life like that earlier than what I did, right? And then that would have. Gotten me to where I am now quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's all I'm saying.
1: I mean, I feel like the easy answer here is, "Hey, invest in Apple stock and <laughs> you know Google stock, Home Depot at at that point." But sure. you know what, my 12 year old self would have been like, "Yes, I will do that and would never
0: do that." Yeah, right. So. I agree. <laughs> I'm trying to just offer an encouraging word. So
1: that would have just been weight of wasted yeah. postcard.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, like, I mean, you. I could tell my 12 year old self, hey. In another 10 years, this dude's going to invent this thing called Bitcoin. You <laughs> need to buy every Bitcoin that you can afford. Right. But again, 12-year-old me would have been like, yeah, okay, oh, uh, forgot about I, it. I'm going to continue cutting grass so I can get the latest Donkey Kong or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: But no, yeah, like I said, there was probably a good six-year period there where I just didn't have a plan, and I was just kind of mm-hmm. living and not doing anything or accomplishing anything to make me a better person. I would like to avoid that part of my life. So, mm-hmm. if I could have.
1: All right. Stan ask, <laughs> what's your biggest regret in life? Kind of segueing right on the end of that. Uh,
0: I mean, I have so many big regrets in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and they change from week to week and day to day. I made a girl cry one time when I was like in fifth grade. Yeah. I wasn't the only one who made this girl cry. But this one sticks out in your mind. I feel horrible about that girl crying. Like I really I am forty five years old. This happened when I was in fifth grade. I think about it at least once a week. Huh. Of like, wow, you're a horrible person. I've tried to find this person online to apologize. <laughs> I've tried to track them down on Facebook. What was her name? I don't want to say her name. <laughs> you her say her name, first name? Her first name was Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. And Last name cheeks. <laughs> Anyways, I regret making her. That's my biggest regret today. But my g- biggest regret yesterday was being a butthole to my dad. You yeah. know, I like have a ton of regrets. Mm-hmm. I've made the worst decisions. I'm the worst human in the world. You know, I got it, it's different. It changes. So, huh. yeah.
1: Next question for John. Tell us one thing that you've never told
0: anyone. <laughs> Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. That's tough. They're, they're going for the jug, the jugular, you would well, say. I, I, the, the the thing that's hard about it is I've always been pretty open. Right, like, I don't keep a whole lot of secrets. Yeah, credit to John. He's myself. absolutely true. Yeah, he's, like, he's an I'm, open book. I am who I am. Uh-huh. I don't know. One time, <laughs> this I don't. I there were people there with me. I don't know if this counts. We used to. Uh, sorry, mom and dad. Like junior college age, we'd like go get like a 12-pack of beer mm-hmm. and ride around the county and drink, you know. We never got like... Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> right. Never got like real, real drunk or anything. Yeah. But we were riding down this road one night and it's a dirt road out kind of around where Unity Baptist Church is in Fed, if you know where that is. You go up towards the cemetery. I can't remember the name of the cemetery. A bunch of Deidre's folks are buried up there. Anyways, we pull up behind a car like a old... Buick or Cadillac, like a huge, one of those huge cars. Mm -hmm. And there was a little dog running beside it and like a little, like a Gracie dog. What was your dog's name? Gracie? (laughs) No, (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) real. It was queen. Queen. Rest (laughs) in peace. (laughs) Queen. Like queen. Just running by this car. And all of a sudden the people stopped, opened the door, picked it up and drove and like sped up and run and Mm -hmm. got away from us. Never told anybody that before other than the people that were there. You know why? Because it's a boring story. It is a boring story. <laughs> but, you know, why were they why were they out with their dog running beside their car? It's <laughs> never made sense to me. Huh. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Paul. Brody was probably there too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Stan asked, if you get stabbed in freezing temperatures, does the wound steam like your pee does?
0: Yeah. I yes, think so, does. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the stuff inside your body is warmer than the air and mm-hmm. that creates the steam. Yeah.
1: I have played football before in like extremely cold temperatures when it was like wet Mm -hmm. and, you know, been out there in a short sleeve t-shirt because you're just running around, you're playing football. I was in my twenties, so (laughs) I could do that. Sure. And, uh, just like steam, just rolling off of me, you know? So yeah, I guess that happens.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, that's the way it goes. That's a, like a science thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'll do it for questions. Okay. It was a tough one. <laughs> I was about to say. Oh, my I'm goodness, rough.
1: the getting stabbed and in, in freezing temperatures. I think that was the easiest question that, on there. That's the
0: most on brand <laughs> for a normal week of questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm still trying to think of something I've never really told anybody.
1: I can. You know what? I'll tell a story. Okay. And this isn't a super exciting story either. But my dad lived in Valley View, and right across. You, if unless you're from Tuscaloosa, you're not going to know what this is. But there was like a little hobby race track mm-hmm. for like little little rc cars right. called hobby raceway almost nothing ever happened there i don't know who built those little <laughs> tracks i don't know why they were built but i know for years like sometimes me and like the neighbor neighbor kids and my brother we'd like ride our bicycles like on the little on the race track. tracks cuz there was never anyone there with like hobby cars right and i remember there was a little like storage building that was there on the side that was usually empty. But one time, me and these two neighbor kids, Tim and Brandon, we were walk- we were down there and we looked in the window. And there was like, for some reason, there was like a whole load of trophies. I don't know if someone had thought that, hey, we're going to have like you know, the big RC, RC cars up. Yeah. and we're yeah. going to have trophies for people, for kids, but really it's their dads yeah. <laughs> who right. build these and race them. But we went and looked, checked the door, and it was open. So we went in there and like we we took trophies on <laughs> that day. Clean them out. <laughs> we didn't clean them out, but yeah, we all like took trophies. There go first prize, baby. <laughs> I mean, it was a trophy to our own sinfulness <laughs> and wretchedness. That I had on display in my room when I was a kid. Okay. Where we stole these trophies from some random stranger who built this hobby car racetrack. Did no adult in your life go, Tiny, where did this trophy come from? (laughs) We told them we found them in the woods. (laughs) And either they believed us. Or they didn't care. But but looking back, they probably knew and just didn't care.
0: Yeah, they were probably just like, look, I I know they didn't find it in the woods, but I don't have the time nor energy to investigate where they got (laughs) them from. Right. You know, yeah. if the cops show up wanting a trophy back, I'll deal with it then.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, when I was a kid, I had this big, huge trophy in my room that was a monument to my sinfulness and wretchedness there as you a kid. Go. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all right, I guess. <laughs> Except it's not. <laughs> but. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Tiny the Thief. Everybody hides your wallet around Tiny.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because I'll take more. that wallet and stick it in my room somewhere <laughs> as a monument to my sinfulness. Yeah. What did you eventually
0: do with the trophy? You know, I have no idea because I had... You should... I, mean, I just want to say, <laughs> this could be like your uh youth group testimony or whatever, <laughs> yes. and you should make some big elaborate. You know, I went outside and I burned it, and I was in tears, and I prayed to the Lord to forgive me for my sins. You no, know, how
1: about this? I tracked down the
0: owner of <laughs> the Raceway go. from
1: 1994, <laughs> and who had passed away, and I I went to his graveside, <laughs> broken and did. miserable, and laid that trophy down on his headstone.
0: that was uh, when i was at my lowest point
1: you know there's like
0: some crackhead in the audience
1: (laughs) it's like this man doesn't even know what low is yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah that'd be great
1: (laughs) you know uh i honestly have no idea what happened to that trophy but there's a possibility it might be in my dad's storage building, like <laughs> he, at his old house. I should go look for look, it.
0: If I, if we ever like do any kind of live streaming or put anything like <laughs> our show on YouTube, yes, that trophy should be like the central part of our set.
1: I should and get an engraved plaque, <laughs> a monument to Tiny Sin.
0: We should have it. <laughs> we should never mention it. You know, like people call in. Yeah. You know, by, in mm-hmm. my mind, we're gonna be a we're gonna be like Rogan. Or or whatever, people will be like, what's the trophy about? We'd never bring it up. We're like, <laughs> we can't talk about it. It's an award. We can't but, talk about But it.
1: for the early, ad- like the people who are listening yeah, those now, are like here they now. all know they what They know it is. when they're yeah. in on the joke. Oh, yeah. it's Monument to Tiny Sin. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's Monument to Tiny
0: Sin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well, there you go. That's that's pretty wild. Never told anybody that.
1: <laughs> I well, I mean, I told my dad that I found a trophy in the woods. Sure,
0: but not the real. But slave. that was
1: yeah, that was a secret
0: between me and Tim and Brandon,
1: wherever yeah. they are. Right.
0: That we stole those trophies. And you just broke their confidence. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That's why I, the this, everything that popped in my mind when they Which asked now, that. I was like, I back, can't tell
1: that. Looking back, I'm pretty sure their dad was like selling weed on the side. Sure. So <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, man, it's gonna make a living. Yeah. yeah, they come home with a couple of RC car trophies. They have little cars on top of them. No, they actually had like a you know woman
1: with wings and like woman okay. holding up a torch. It was just you know regular, yeah, like your standard yeah. trophy. Yeah, okay. Cool. I, to this day, I have no idea why those trophies were there and not secured, and not and yeah, why the door wasn't locked. Right. <laughs>
0: so, well, there you go. Yeah, I, I can say I, everything I thought of to tell. I was like, well, I can't tell that one because somebody told me never to tell it. <laughs> you know, yes. I so that's why I had her crappy story about a dog run down. The mm-hmm. There you go. Well, what else we got to talk about? Well, one thing that we need to talk about
1: is our patrons. John. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we thank you all so much for donating to our patron Patreon. If you want to be a Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com dot slash Earth Oddity. And you can sign up, and you can become a patron, and you can get an extended ver- like show every single week. And sometimes we do exclusive shows. We would like to thank all of our patrons, but we would like to thank specifically by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. We thank you all so much for donating to the show and supporting what we do. That's right. Speaking of extended shows, John, what do we have coming up in the extension today?
0: I got a mom who shamed her son in a family group chat. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've been there. It's
0: tough. Oh Yeah. <laughs>
1: I have a story about the world's unluckiest Carthy. Okay, which really doesn't do
0: it justice. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, you talk about unlucky. This dude sure is. Well, and I was going to say, you know, we were talking about the Patreon show. Valentine's Day is coming up, and there's no better way to say "I love you." Than the gift of a Patreon yes. subscription, you know? We got an email one time
1: about a guy who was like, you know, look, I drive a, a garbage truck yeah. and I have like a, a million kids and yeah. I don't have a lot of disposable income, but I, my wife, she, to say she loves me, mm-hmm. she, as, as his Christmas, she got him
0: a, a year long right. patron subscription. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, we probably thoroughly disappointed that dude and his wife. <laughs> But I heard <laughs> their marriage is better than ever after better that than gesture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's so if you have a, a significant other out there, husband, wife, other, you know, I don't know, all the categories now, no better way to say I love you than a Patreon subscription. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, with that said, I'm assuming you don't have anything else. Nope.
1: Okay, well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. But you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those platforms. If you would like to write into the show like Rob did... That's right. ...you can reach us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Oddity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I've been more active on Twitter okay. here recently. Uh, so.
0: Nobody's found me on Twitter in a very, very long time, <laughs> which is good.
1: Yeah. We also have show art that is at underscore Oddity on Instagram. Yep. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number?
0: It is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059.
1: We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye.
0: This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. Now I can tell you the real story of the dog running behind (laughs) a car. I'm kidding. There's really no other. No, nothing else to say about nothing that. Nothing else to say about yeah, it. No.